I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah. yeah. Good, thank you. birds are singing. Yeah. I've got new trainers on. I'm wearing some trainers. Oh, no, I'm wearing some shoes. <laughs> Probably three years old. Those shoes are so... I see them um, on people who do, like, hiking oh, and, yeah. uh, like, labour, and they, they you know, they, yeah. they are clearly the most comfortable shoes around. They are Merrells. They Merrells. are a, a type of walking shoe. They're a cross oh. between a trainer and a boot. Nice. And they are really... They, they're just... Do you know what they are? Good utility shoes. Good Pete. utility shoes. That is what I need. <laughs> um, have you been watching a lot of BBC One on Wednesday nights about nine o'clock? Uh, is that Line of Duty College? This is it? my house! Oh, yes! The TV show that you were working on, That's that you were right, writing. Yeah. Lovely, yes. Look, I want everyone to just, like, you know, watch it on iPlayer. Yeah, I want them to watched. watch it on BBC yeah. One. I do not want to have your feedback. I no. Don't, I don't do not, get, you're not, it's not for you. It's reviewed astonishingly well for what is essentially a game show. I would say bizarrely well. <laughs> uh, I would also say that some, to some degree the reviews have been so good that the natural backlash that follows will be also it, it, improportionate. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, fantastic. It did, tell us the premise. It is a fascinating, fascinating... Yeah, uh, Richard Bacon came up with the concept. Mm. Uh, it is uh, four people... That's the most fascinating thing about it. <laughs> four people... In a house, say, this is my house. Only one of them is real. The other three are improvisational actors mm. who are going to try and convince the panel that it is their house. <laughs> it's a lot of fun to do. We yeah. go, you know, you go, you go off into the middle of the countryside and you take over someone's house, and there are, are just these brilliant actors who are playing around. As I say, you may, you may, you may be listening to this and you go, oh, I fucking hated that and everything. Well, you know, good. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> just write to the BBC and yeah. say more, please, more, please, thank you, more, please. You don't even have to say what show it is. They'll yeah. know. Mark needs. <laughs> Work <laughs> that you know it look it, the patron covers our ass yeah. when it comes to studios and stuff, but yeah. he need, he's got a, a child at the end of the last show, I, a, I, a little Nikolai Volkov I, child. I spend so much money on that, <laughs> <laughs> and I need you to help me. Oh mate, I bought a camera. I bought a fucking camera, Mark, and oh, it's yeah. way too expensive. Oh. I watched. A, I was working out with my weights and I think the, uh, the 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 power got to me a little bit I was watching a video on YouTube about a, like an old like a 12 year old cinema grade camera right, right? and I was like I wonder how much does our second hand and I went on eBay it was a it was a fair old chunk of change and I just put a bid in like a grand less than it was uh-huh. on for 
And they accepted it, oh, Mark. I've got no. to go and pick it up later. I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> so if anybody does want to buy a red scenario... Oh, I have not... I have never made a best offer on eBay and not immediately regretted it. <laughs> There's nothing worse than when you do it and, and you've clicked it and you sort of go, well, that oh. will be... And then you see there's a there's a notification. You go, shit, they've been fucking accepted. <laughs> They, they bit my hand off, which means oh, I've made such a terrible oh, error. Oh, no. And people need the money at this point. They were always going to accept it. And now I've got to go to fucking Tottenham to pick it up. And then I've got to get a fucking taxi to Watford and get a trip from there. And I've got to hide it from my partner. And then it's just, oh, God, God. Right, I bought a box of um, uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla uh, DVDs mm. the other day. Someone's selling off a big set of them. Mm. And I worked it out per unit. I was like, oh, there's a number, number the number in there, if you divide that, you know, they work out about sort of six quid each. Mm, yeah. There are a lot of them. There's a lot, there. a lot. There are a lot of them. I still don't know what to do with my carrier bag of figures underneath my chair. Give I'm them to me. Soon. Give Send them to me. I'll give you a shout out on the WrestleMania podcast. <laughs> cool. Brilliant. We are talking about WrestleMania 34. Um, long show, this. Long yeah. show. Um, they always are. Very close as well to where we are now, which gives this uh, a slightly giddy end of term feel. <laughs> it it certainly feels to me like we are going to uh, be able to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. And I say be able, like it, I, I love doing this. Mm. I, I really, really do enjoy it. You is know. it as good as your TV shows, or is it? <laughs> is it as fun to get a hangout with Richard Bacon? It, I, I tell you what, I mean, it is as well reviewed because pretty much everything I touch, Pete, five stars. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 I, I, I do think we, we are getting to a point where I have a feeling that by next year's WrestleMania, mm. uh, which will be WrestleMania 38, mm-hmm. I think we will coincide by being able to be at WrestleMania 38 mm. and it be we've actually reached that. <laughs> that was the plan last year, to it be was. fair. It was. Oh, well, I'm sorry that there was a virus, Pete, created by the CIA. <laughs> 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 the wind of change! <laughs> it would have been great to be there this year. It would have been nice to be doing essentially three years of live WrestleMania mm. and for that to be a, a thing that we could do. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen, No, it? no, it's really sad. No I mean, that is the, uh, that's the thing I take. I don't, you know, a lot of deaths, obviously, you know, across the world because of COVID, but the real tragedy is that we were not able to go on a jolly uh, to WrestleMania. Legitimately believe that. (laughs) Legitimately. Let us have the third match in the kickoff show. This is the uh, Women's Battle Royal. Um, Previously, uh, this was uh, going to be called the Fabulous Moolah Memorial Battle Royal. It was changed to the WrestleMania Women's Battle Mm. Royal. Um, It it came after this time we'd sort of had the Me Too movement and... um, it was a time, I suppose, where a lot of uh, big companies were looking at their legacy mm. and the, the the things that have been done in the past. Mm. And one of the things that really came out was that Fabulous Moolah might not have been... So fabulous. So fabulous, mm. no. Uh, she certainly did Loved get the Moolah. Moolah. Yeah, she got the Moolah. Um, I, I had a quick look at the, the, the reasons, because I've always been a big fan of Moolah, because she is so... She is the epitome of pro wrestling, uh, from that period. Mm. She is a hard-boiled, mean-looking, tough old bird, and there is something really admirable about that. Anyone who was a woman who was able to thrive within the unbelievably macho world of mm. professional wrestling during the 60s, yeah. you know, you, you you were a remarkable pioneer. Well, now we know a prostitution. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, like, a, like a lot of pioneers... <laughs> horrible things happened. Yeah. Um, uh, she she basically what she had done was she she managed to 
own the NWA Women's Championship title. And so she booked that belt wherever she went. And by doing that, she totally monopolized that title mm. for herself. Um, she held it for uh, 30 years, the belt, 11,000 days from 1956 all the way to 1983. Uh, in 1983, she signed with the WWF. She was one of the people that Vince McMahon's father had said, when I go and you have the company, there are some people I want taken care of. Moolah was one of them. Um, she, as part of the deal, sold the women's championship belt to the WWF, who immediately then took it off her and put it onto Wendy Richter. Mm. As soon as Wendy Richter began getting a bit big for her boots because she'd had amazing success, <laughs> they basically put Moolah in a mask and said, now go back in there, shoot her and get it off her. And Moolah did. That was it. Absolutely <laughs> headed back in. Uh... Now, during the three years where she held this NWA belt, which she ruled with an iron fist, there were lots and lots of huge pioneering female wrestling stars who were not allowed to have the belt. They include like these legendary figures like Judy Grable, uh, Penny Banner, Mildred Burke, who was one of Moolah's heroes, who she just did not want to help out. Right. The other person who was never given the opportunity to wear that belt, which they should have had, was Moolah's best friend, Mae Young. Mm. She was just, even her best friends. Um, from a business <laughs> perspective, she was also, because she had the title, she became the most important trainer of women wrestling mm. she was the pe person that, that if you wanted to get into the business you would naturally contact because she was the champion um, girls flocked from all over the country to work with Moolah to be trained they had to stay on her compound in quarters that she would rent to the uh, trainees um, they also had to pay the utility bills um, and then they got paid basically to work what Moolah felt like paying them. So she took anywhere from 25% to 50% off booking fees for this huge stable of stars. She also would give herself a finder's fee and the money that was paid to her, she would then just choose what to give to the, to the women. She would mm. skim constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, the other thing that she did was she would work with promoters and she would basically say... Um, the girls, you can do what you like with them. You put them where you want in the card, but then it goes further than that. And so that has led to the accusations that basically what she was doing was pimping out these quite naive young performers. Um, after Moolah's death in 2007, her contemporary Penny Banner gave an interview where she summed up the real sort of problems with her. She said Moolah was a pimp. From her sprawling 42-acre estate in Columbia, South Carolina, Moolah would send out her half-trained, underaged female wrestlers to photo shoots that would, by the standards of today, be considered paedophilia and pornography. She sent trainees to wrestling promoters in set numbers, renting them out to the promoters in bulk, with the understanding that the girls would have sex with the promoter and all the wrestlers on the roster who wanted them. Promoters liked free sex, but what they also liked was for boys not to go outside looking for it and possibly running into trouble. Sex on the road with a steady and pliant group of semi-attractive women in return for money. That's what Moolah offered. The women that were sent out on these tours were not told of this arrangement ahead of time. They found out about it on the road, and those that refused to have sex with promoters and wrestlers were raped. She also talked about the damage that Moolah had done, far less importantly, really, to women's wrestling uh, as a whole. She said the women, the reason uh, women's pro wrestling in North America was and still in large part today considered a joke and just an opportunity to ogle tits and asses is largely in part thanks to the way that Moolah trained her girls and how Moolah herself wrestled. Moolah was not a good worker. Her wrestling style, considered, uh, her wrestling style uh, consisted of hair-pulling snapmare, headlocks, clotheslines, and nothing else. Those that argue women's wrestling was always like that and Moolah did nothing to change it are 
ignorant. In the 1930s and 40s, female wrestling employed shooters, and they wrestled in the traditional sense of the term. Tits and asses were used to advertise and get them in the building, but the girls worked longer and more technically sound matches than today. The champion was always a shooter, and the matches for the championship and leading up to the main event were of a high calibre. The reason Japanese women's wrestling was light years ahead of North America is because of one person, and one person only, Moolah. So, uh, not not really revisionism, but I suppose because Moolah was the, the figurehead of American wrestling and was w- really one of the only well-known ones because of her relationship with the WWE, mm. um, she was able to dictate that story. Um, it was only after her death that people began coming out and being heard. Mm. Uh, and I think, you know, certainly, I think, you know, Moolah is clearly and obviously a deeply problematic person. Um, one of the the interesting things about her is when she started off, she was treated very, very badly by promoters, especially a, a horrible promoter uh, uh, named Billy Wolf. But it seemed that once she had the opportunity to break away from him, she became exactly like him uh, with everybody else. Mm. Um, I talk about her being a tough old bird, and there is something that you go, you know, that's fun as a character, but in real life, if she was exactly the same, you can believe all of those stories mm. that were told about her. One of the things I didn't realise until I read this, which is fascinating, Mula was involved in two shoots, one of which was against Wendy Richter when she got the championship back off her so they could basically kick Wendy Richter out the door. And the other one was between two of my favourite teams of all time, the Jumping Bomb Angels <laughs> and the Glamour Girls. Wow. And we've talked about them recently because we watched them uh, for the Patreon on the 1988 Royal Rumble. And they had a year, basically, where the Jumping Bomb Angels uh, were pushed and pushed and pushed. They were one of these, these teams who, when they came out to an arena, nobody knew who they were. And within five minutes, people were saying, this is some of the best wrestling I've ever seen. And they loved the Bomb Angels. Their perennial opponents were the Glamour Girls, Judy Martin and Lilani Kai. Uh, And the two teams had a year of matches together. And there was a funny thing where when they went to Tokyo, uh, the Jumping Bomb Angels lost the World Tag Team Championships back to the Glamour Girls. uh, And then they never really performed again. And I was like, it seems weird that they were on such a cruise and they just had a year. Well, actually what had happened is Moolah, Uh, was over with them in Japan. And she had become annoyed that the WWE had taken away her finder's fee for using women wrestlers. Right. So she told the Japanese promoters, she said, the WWF are... They they want the Glamour Girls to regain the belts here in Japan. And in Japan, there was a sense of going, this is the first time the Jumping Bomb Angels have been back in a year. They're champions and you want them to lose. (laughs) They go, normally they'd go over. That would be the thing to do. It seems a little bit disrespectful to say... You can have them back, but they need to lose. And Moolah was like, no, that is what's That's happened. That's what I say, yeah. That's what's happened. So the Glamour Girls win the belts back. Back in the US, nobody had any idea that this had happened. So Pat Patterson heard about it, and he was like, oh, Jesus Christ, what happened there? Those fucking Glamour Girls, they must have called an audible in the ring and said, we're going to beat you for the belts. Unbelievable. He then found out it was Moolah. Right. So he was furious with Moolah, saying, you know, you're fucking crazy. The problem was the Japanese believed that Moolah was speaking on behalf of the WWE. And as soon as Vince McMahon was informed that Moolah had done this double cross, um, he, there were no repercussions at all. It was just Moolah being Moolah. What it did was it, it, it basically got rid of the Japanese, uh, the Japanese contingent of the Jumping Bomb Angels from the WWE, who were seen as being a thing I think they would have invested more time in. As soon as the Glamour Girls won the belts back, the WWE just went, oh, well, fucking get rid of the belts. That's it. That's the punishment. Yeah. No no more women wrestling. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's a sort wow. of weird thing. So Moolah, again, you can see, you sort of go, okay, shitty, shitty, shitty old lady. <laughs> <laughs> that's slightly it. Um, 
<laughs> this is obviously a very different era, and I think you know it, they are lucky in some degree that um, you know they managed to pull out that name. There was a huge fan outcry about it, and a lot of that fan outcry was directed at the sponsor Snickers. They would say to Snickers, "Did you know they're calling a battle royal with your name on it?" So, yeah. After this horrible always, woman, but that, that's always the way, isn't it? Like, they never do anything themselves. These companies, they it's never always do. the sponsors, and and for that. You know, capitalism is almost force for good in certain very small parts. I look at these things and, you know, again, (laughs) at the time, people were like, well, this is ridiculous. You know, this is just a few people saying it. I mean, Mm. Jesus Christ. I mean, stop crying about what a fucking fictional battle royal is called. (laughs) It doesn't matter. But you look at, like, public public kind of uh, uh, opinion towards things like, you know, gay marriage, gay relationships, and and, and gay visibility in, in our media and stuff. And... In, frequently, it is the adverts. It's the it's the fucking Starbucks adverts. Yeah. It's the fucking you know the the the, the candy adverts. It's it's it's, it's it, if it's put, presented on our televisions, that's how it get. And and we can't wait for corporations, uh, you know, corporations in this sense to do it. Marketeers are the ones who sort of go, look, there is a fucking sea change happening. Yeah, let's represent that and be you know. And obviously, they're trying to make money. That's how it works. But frequently. You know, you look at how, you know, you should live in Old Compton Street and every second person would complain about the commercialisation of, uh, of of pride and stuff. But you do walk on saw and, you know, Nando's is sign is, 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 is the rainbow flag. Everyone's got... And, like, yeah. and that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for marketeers going, right, What should where should we be? Should Completely. we be leading or should we be like a company like Dan Electro or the weird fucking wing players in the, in, 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 in the Midwest that, that, that kind of are paying money to Donald Trump and the Republican Party yeah. and, 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 and trying to pull things back? The normalisation back. of things like that by brands, it's just an important thing where you just go, what's good is you sort of go, oh, so I see Nando's, uh, uh, you know, they don't... Like, yeah, they they're don't, they, to- you know, they're, they're being positive about people of different sexuality. And then you go in and you eat the chicken and you go, it does taste the same. <laughs> you know, so may- maybe there's the nothing to be frightened of. <laughs> um, Who's this- the gobbledygooker, of course. <laughs> he was out and proud. Yeah, he is out the door. Um, <laughs> there is a, a terrible looking trophy they have for this as well, which is, it looks like on the Commodore 64, if you were playing like a daily Thompson Olympic oh, thing, uh, that end I, screen that would come out with a thing. It's like they've gone, like it's made make of me one of those. Caramac or something. Oh, it's right, it's like made out of like a, a chocolatey caramelly a, kind of a thing. A sort of weird marge <laughs> like, that's been freeze-dried. It's a ghee. It's a ghee trophy. Ghee trophy. <laughs> um, the, the, the first person who comes out is Becky Lynch. Again, still not sure what she is. Yeah. She's beginning to sort of go, I'm leaving all that cyberpunk behind. <laughs> but she's gone but not entirely. No. Uh, so she comes out and she's got big hair and she's wearing green, uh, like the sort of lead character in Brave. Uh, right, the, okay. The, the oh, she's back again. Yeah, Disney okay. Pixar. Um, but she's also got thing. some slight hints of sort of black swan makeup right, uh, around okay. her eyes. Yeah. And then she also looks like Poison Ivy from Batman. <laughs> um, it just, oh. You just sort of go, what year? You just look at the, the Gallup charts of what video games and films were released <laughs> yes. that year and go, I just look at Becky Lynch. Go, it was that okay? Unless she's yeah. dressed like, um, which Becky- I found quite striking, the, the KFC Colonel. I was like, that's it. <laughs> yes. I'm kind of into this, to be honest. <laughs> oh, no. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm mean- a, a chicken pervert. <laughs> 
<laughs> there is something about it where I sort of go, they've gone, so we've done a mood board and Becky Lynch doesn't sort of go, yeah, I like the sort of general thing. She goes, yes, make me that. No. And you go, hang on, it's just a mood board. You know, you're supposed to sort of just, this is the vibe. And she goes, no, exactly this. Exactly that. Exactly yeah. this. Um, a couple of like interesting little parts in this about some of the women who are in it. Um, they, they have the uh, Kavita Devi, who is the first uh, Indian female wrestler in WWE history. Um, she was also, therefore, the first uh, Indian female wrestler to perform at a WrestleMania. Um, she's also the uh, second true Indian to perform at WrestleMania. Oh, right. Um, after the great Carly, uh, because Jinder Mahal is Canadian. Uh, yes. So she, she's a, a little bit of a history maker there. In 2016, she was a weightlifter uh, who represented India in the Asian Games, and she later trained for wrestling with the great Carly. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I mean, who would have thought in 2005? More destructive five, than the great Moolah. <laughs> <laughs> in 2005, the idea that you'd say the phrase trained by the great Carly and you wouldn't be sort of going, oh, someone's working for the Onion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she then took part in the in the May Young <laughs> tournament, which was a, 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 a women's uh, elimination tournament tournament mm. um her first round match was with the now nxt star uh, dakota kai and it got 61 million views Holy on youtube moly. this is because she was the first indian female performer and the indian subcontinent was like wow yeah we have got someone who's in wwe mm. um i had a look at the uh the comments um she is my favorite indian female wrestler uh, <laughs> right one person she, she's the only <laughs> she's one the only. um she is indian lioness wow respect from kashmir <laughs> and our indian middle-class aunties will judge her and gossip about her and degrade her because she's superior and strong. They will say she is not like woman, more like man. Chi Cassiaratai, etc. What is funny about this is you do notice that this sort of thing, which seems to us a little bit tokenistic and a little bit basic, it does it's have representation. It's yeah, representation. Yeah, yeah. And for people in the Indian subcontinent to be able to see an Indian woman on WWE TV mm. is a source of huge, huge national pride. Mm. I think it is it's easy to mock that because we, of course, come from Britain, which both of us, you know, mock, openly laugh at, loathe, um, you know, are, are deeply amused by, constantly compare to Belgium, one of the greatest countries in the world, you know. But I think, you know, for Indian, that, that sense of, you know, national pride in having someone represent you on the world stage is, is a much keener thing. Um, Kavita Devi's popularity on YouTube did not last. I mean, it was, if you like, a flash in the pan. Mm. In, but then the following year in the May Young Classic, she had a match with Caitlin, uh, and that, that has since got nearly a million views. So it was pretty much a one-off novelty mm. excitement. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson, and My 7 Wonders is my podcast where I sit down with some fascinating guests and ask them one simple question. If you could pick your own seven wonders of the world, what would they be? The guests' choices lead us to some interesting tales, whether it's Omidya Lilly being stopped by New York Customs. They brought me in for the interview. They said, so what are you doing this? I'm doing a show with Whippy Goldberg. And the guy said, yeah, I'm doing a show with Whippy Goldberg, as if you are. And I said, excuse me? I am. That's why I'm going there. He said, he's doing a show with Whippy Goldberg. <laughs> I couldn't believe my ears. Olivia Lee eating 120 pound apples at Soho House. I mean, it is hideously expensive. If I'm just going there once and taking an apple, it's the most expensive apple you'll ever eat. Or David Baddiel talking about his dad's dementia. The other thing he could remember are his regular insults. So still, when you leave my dad, if you say I'm off, he will say you've been off for years. And it's it's really comforting <laughs> that he can still abuse you in this way. Forget the Taj Mahal and the Lighthouse of Alexandria. The wonders of the world we talk about are much more unique. Listen to My 7 Wonders now on your favourite podcast app. My 7 Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stakhanov production. Um, there is also the first ever Brazilian woman um, who is competing uh, in this battle royal. Zombie! <laughs> Uh, this is Zombies Zumbat. back. Zumbat. Zumbat. <laughs> I like Smurfette and Papa Zombie. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm keen to have a zombie family. Um, uh, Tainara Conchi, who is a... Uh, she was in NXT at the time. She's currently in AEW. Uh, she was the first, not just Brazilian woman, but the first Brazilian to ever compete at a WrestleMania. Um, you also have in this Kairi Sane, who becomes the first Japanese woman to compete at WrestleMania. She beats Asuka by two matches um, and Sonia Deville who is the first openly gay WWE women performer a woman wrestler there's a lot um, going on in this really, lot pretty much isn't there a lot wow. of firsts um, and Bailey is the other person that she gets a, her own um, little intro which doesn't get her inflatable men which oh. is uh, scandalously bad she absolutely has those very over Bailey at this point mm. you know, lots of signs about her uh, and then it cuts to a little clip uh, which is uh, Paige uh, talking about her new film uh, based on her life, which is Fighting With My Family. Yeah. Very nicely reviewed film, mm. that. Um, this this little clip has become quite a sort of meme because 
she, she appears on this 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 just talk, piece to camera mm. and she looks absolutely fucked out of her nut, right? <laughs> she is gurning and her face isn't reacting quickly enough between different f- sort of like expressions. Yeah. And she's sort of... Uh, it's, it's really weird. She's got oh. a very raspy voice in it, like she's been up she's for been like up all, five yeah, yeah, days. Yeah. And when people first saw this, there was a sense that people were going, this does not look good this yeah. looks worrying mm. and i think later on she sort of said it was just a bad day i just didn't do it very well <laughs> but watching it back it is weird Paige herself often puts up tweets where she uses that face <laughs> of herself and she puts it in different situations so she can look back on it and sort of laugh but it is weird and i do remember seeing this go out live and going my god what's happened why have they put this out yeah it is Bizarre. Is it pre? I mean, presumably it's pre-recorded. Somebody went, yeah, yeah that's pre-recorded. Fine. Hi guys. It sort of starts, and even from the word "hi," you're like, "What's wrong here? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's happening?" It's um, it's a really, wow. really fascinating little, little sort of oddment. It, <laughs> it, it is amazing to some degree they didn't redo that or work it out, but um, I do like the fact that it's been reclaimed by Paige. I am all for yeah, that. Okay. Uh, she is also doing the commentary uh, on this. By this point, she has had uh, a career-ending injury. Um, that, that I think at this point they they don't want to really let on because they do not want it to hurt the uh, the film mm. which is coming yes. out about her life. So they are underplaying its severity. I think at this point, um, Sasha Banks does get her own entrance. We don't see that because we're watching the little clip of um, uh, fighting with my family. Um, this battle royale with the women is better than the Andre the Giant Memorial one, um, but it is sort of it, it's. The problem is, we've seen three matches. This is the third. <laughs> Two thirds of them have been battle royals. And it seems like having one match in between, they're too close. Yeah. And we're just watching the same thing again, but with different heads. Mm. So it's just a bit weird. It eventually comes down to Sasha and Bailey. And the people do love this. Sasha and Bailey have been feuding for what must be probably coming up to seven or eight years now. But these guys are like, they're just money. Get them on the main card. This seems ridiculous. It is. It, like, certainly at this point, yeah. And I think, I think you know, you can see with them now they are on the main card. They have continued this constant sort of link between the two of them mm. that has gone from, you know, friends to uh, opponents. And it is just a multi-year feud that is just getting better and better as they do. It's like dance partners. You know, they started off when they were 15 or whatever, and now they're 30, and you're just going, they are they are doing stuff that no one else can do. And I think that magic thing of having them just with a huge, long backstory, mm. just continually going, I want them to keep on going. I want them to keep on going until they're 50 or 60 <laughs> and just always working with I each other. I want Sasha Banks to come in and she has the inflatable men, but there are Sasha Banks inflatable men. They're all like designed like Sasha Banks. And like, then yes. when Bailey comes in, she presses a button and bigger Bailey ones come up behind them. <laughs> and then we just sack off the whole match and we just watch them <laughs> flail around for half an hour. And they, they say, everybody clap your hands in unison and we all do it. <laughs> It'd be brilliant. Communal experience. Yes, please. Fucking great. Um, in this one, uh, Sasha Banks goes to shake Bailey's hand to kind of go, we could either be co-winners or, you know, let's have at it. Mm. And as soon as she grabs Bailey's hand, Bailey just chucks her over the top rope. <laughs> um, and it's great. But she's forgotten that Naomi is still in. And uh, Naomi does a, a thing called the rear view. Um, she just runs at her. And the rear view does sound bad. So it's just, as you run towards her, Naomi jumps up and hits you with her ass. And it sounds shit, but Naomi does it in such a way 
is that it looks genuinely devastating. <laughs> it looks like the sort of thing that if Naomi was involved in an actual fight, like in public, mm. she would do that and it would be as devastating as like a sort of spinning elbow because you wouldn't <laughs> see it coming. And it seems to look absolutely fucking, you know, properly fuddy. Um, just an amazing move. Anyway, Naomi gets to gets to eliminate Bailey. then. There's a big cheer and Naomi looks very emotional and delighted. And that is... You know, again, the spirit of wrestling. These things should matter to the people who are doing it. If it doesn't matter to them, why would it matter to us as an audience? Oh, pre-show over, Pete. <laughs> pre-show over. What have we done? We're an hour in. An hour in. I like it. Only another five and a half to go. Let's oh, fucking do it. Sweet. We kick off WrestleMania 34 <laughs> with Chloe and Halle. Uh, two yes. sisters who future, sing future the, of music. the future of music. Future of music, Mark. 2020, Pete. They've been yeah. nominated for three Grammys. Um, by this, by the time of recording, they have actually, those uh, announcements have come out because no bad bunnies won one. Right, um, okay. So, I mean, uh, uh, oh, that was 2020. I, I didn't check whether they won them or not. <laughs> they are very good. They yes. are very good. The yes. crowd do lightly boo them at the start. Like, who the fuck are these? There's, there's a, there's, it makes me, yeah, I mean, they're always going to get booed because black. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's make that very clear wrestling fans black yeah. uh, let's boom um, salt and pepper got them everyone gets them yeah. um, and uh, there's there's a great there's like a kind of like a road crew kind of guy in the foreground and uh, he sticks his fingers in his ears <laughs> as they start singing or they're halfway through singing um, and he's obviously just trying to hear his headset but it's a terrible look for them isn't he's it? like sorry what was that <laughs> but he just makes it like, no, I don't want to hear this I don't want to hear our national rubbish. anthem uh, they do a very very nice Oh, it's amazing. And by the end, everyone is like, that was yeah. absolutely lovely. Good. Um, another credit sequence, of course, you get that isn't really about wrestling. It's about high-fiving your chums. Um, it opens with Michael <laughs> Cole saying, Welcome to the splendor, the elegance of uh, the greatest event in... Elegance. Elegance. Ele- so elegant. Two words they use. <laughs> splendor and elegance. And right. splendor's a cl- like a like a name that people use for it's it's a it's a it's a brand name, isn't it? For that um that that, 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 that saccharin sweetener. That sweetener. Yeah. I, I mean Splendor. Uh, uh, sp- splendor, okay. Not gonna argue that. Right. It's not elegant. I don't think it's even splendorous. <laughs> splendiferous. It's not even spl- it's not, there's no splendor to it. If you went like on theosaurus.com and you typed in I've done splendor, I've got one more. Elegance doesn't come up. It would not fucking come up. You might as well say, you know, uh, it, it is the most elegant, it is the tallest event in <laughs> live entertainment. It, it does not apply. Elegant. What could be more elegant than fucking wrestling, eh? Brock Lesnar busting open Roman Reigns' hard way. Oh, the elegance. elegance of it all. What, what an elegant soiree we have had here. Oh, monsters. Uh, the first match is Seth Rollins versus uh, Finn Balor versus the Ice Intercontinental Champion, The Miz. Miz, of course, Course, inevitably holding a championship. Are we in Miz's dream? <laughs> are, we, are we part of it? Like, is he doing this? Because he's just, he sent me a video over the weekend of, or sent me a, um, a cover of a DVD of like a WWE Christmas film with him in it. Yes. And it's yeah. just like him and Paige. And he's, is he saving Christmas? Is he ruining Christmas? I don't really know. He was given, I think, one of the Marine films as well. He gets to do movies and stuff. <laughs> I, I, he's obviously a great, lovely guy. I was yeah. thinking about this the other day. Just, I was thinking about. It. I was thinking out of all of the wrestlers who are active, 
Uh, who would I probably in real life get on with? Get on with? Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, he'd be up there, wouldn't he? And yeah. I think he'd probably be all right. I yeah. was just going through uh, Roman Reigns. He's like, oh no, he's like, it's like you know, he's like a fucking priest. He's weird. He's really <laughs> sombre. You know, Brock Lesnar, no fucking no, chance. Just you know, farmhand. oh, I'm I'm really good friends with a with a sort of like shaved ball. <laughs> you know, just and I was looking at everyone and just thinking, I think probably the Miz yeah, would sort of go, he's yeah. he's he's a nice guy, Mike. You know, he's really nice. He's actually, you know, he's he's really generous. He's really sweet. But uh, it, worth saying, actually, this match, I, I, you know, fucking, hell, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I've beg- I, I, this is a good match, yeah. Miz. And you begin noticing stuff like he is very, very good at timing. He is always in the right place. There's just something about him that you just sort of go, oh, it's Miz. I don't want to see him. And then actually watching this match, I was like, he is not. I mean, he's in there with Finn Balor and. Um, Seth Rollins, mm. and he doesn't stick out as being significantly worse. Yeah, but, but yeah, but you're not like concentrating on him, though, are you? If it's w- no. him against another person, that's fifty percent. He's thirty three point three recurring at he, this point. Completely. Yeah, he comes out with his Miztourage as well. Who are um, <laughs> good word. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, joke, wasn't it? Uh, with Bo <laughs> Dallas and, and Curtis Axel, and then he's on the on the thing, and he's like, "No, no, you go back. I want to do this myself." <laughs> You go back on this stuff. You brought me out then. Oh, well, exactly. You know, the other thing is they have got fucking twelve hours of weekly television. <laughs> do that on telly because you know a lot of the time they're struggling for stuff to do. <laughs> don't don't do it at WrestleMania because it doesn't. We you know it doesn't matter. No, just, just bring him out or have him there. Don't don't change your gimmick on the way to WrestleMania. <laughs> it's, it's built up all this way. You might as well see it through yeah. just for tonight. Mm. Um, they make a big thing in the commentators as well about how he's a dad now. There's always a slight thing that they're always pushing how great Miz is. And that's also something that turns me off of it. You know, I'm like, you know, you don't have to fucking sell him to me because I don't want to buy. Um, but they go on about, like, he's a father now, he's really going to be fighting for his... And, you know, look, I, I, I have become noticeably worse at everything I do since I've become a dad. So yeah, okay. I, I don't, don't fucking boast about it, right? <laughs> I am I am shitter at it because I'm tired, I'm poorer, I'm just like, you know, constantly looking at the clock. You know, <laughs> Miz being a dad, I just go, he's, he's going to be worse than he was. Yeah. Great. Yeah, Wonderful yeah, yeah, news. He's going to be tired and, 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 and just angry about things. Yeah, and just, you know, just, 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 just you know, well, slightly what it is as well is you sort of go, uh, uh, like a mayfly, I have reproduced <laughs> and now I sort of go, oh, I'm going to be like my dad, which is, you know, completely obsolete. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Miz going, yeah, I'm really happy having the Intercontinental Championship, but what I'd like is just an extra hour in bed. I, just, yeah. I would just like, I would just, I just want an hour apiece. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins <laughs> comes out, oh, is Game of Thrones big at the moment, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, mashed up a lot of things. He's uh, He's got some nice blue contacts. He has. He looks right. I mean, to be fair, Corey Graves is also going for ice elf kind of he work. Is. He's kind of like, he looks a bit like if you were trekking in like a mountain in Nepal, and you came across the body of an American and they went, oh, he disappeared three years ago. And you're like, yeah. So he's got a bag. His, his mouth pouches are just filled with ayahuasca and he's just off his fucking tree. Well, Rollins fucking as well. I, I like the way he's, they, they're like, oh, he's a Kingslayer and he's got the white sort of, you know, mm. eyes in. Mm. Uh, I, I like the way he sort of mashed all the things. <laughs> I, I'm both the White Walker and the Kingslayer. Yeah. And then he's. they say, winter is coming when he comes out. I was just like, I wish he'd done all of it. And I wish he'd got, <laughs> I wish he'd got his boobs out. <laughs> <laughs> with a little uh, with a little Starbucks cup. Yeah. Hanging <laughs> hanging on a sort of like thin wire yeah. right at the back so you can just see it behind him like in the distance. <laughs> really nice touch. And he lifts up his little kind of pants and he's got two little dragon's eggs 
<laughs> bollocks up. Coming oh. out with briefcases full of stuff that he has to <laughs> hold up one after the other to cover everything. This is a book. Is there a book involved? So yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, bring, out, bring out the actor Tony Way because I'm going to kill him. You know, that's, that's the only thing I can remember about Game of Thrones only because Tony Way's a friend. Pathetic. Um, <laughs> and out comes Finn Balor. And again, he has a, uh, a, a lot of people from the LGBT community, New Orleans, mm. uh, who are all wearing his Pride-inspired T-shirt. Um, what uh, Did you know that Finn Balor was gay? I did not know that Finn Balor was gay. Uh, I just thought he was being supportive. He is just being supportive. Oh, right, he yeah. He's not good, yeah. gay. Yeah. Right. Well, you tricked me there, didn't you, you shit? Well, I did, but there's a reason for that, which is, uh, is it Finn Balor's place to... If you like, co like not co op, but yeah, it is slightly co opty, isn't it? It's, it's good difficult, to see, isn't it's it? Is anyone see. else going to do it? Do you feel like uh, gay performers would be judged more harshly? Uh, would you know? Would the man who reviewed our um, podcast poorly about our walk representative mm. views uh, have a problem with it? I don't know. I I am down to clown with Finn Balor's work on this particular. Thing. I don't know anything about his career. He might have done something terrible, and this might <laughs> no. be him atoning for it. But I'm just saying that Look, I, uh, I, I think it's a, I, I think it's good. I I I, th I think it is good. But then again, what I am not is I am not a openly gay wrestling performer. Yeah, who was with mm. WWE and then was fired in 2017. Right, okay, sorry, okay, right. So if I was the member of Nexus, uh, Darren Young, yeah. I might have something to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Darren Young said, when I was released in 2017, I was more hurt, not about the release, but more about months later at WrestleMania, mm. the LGBTQ colours were embraced by a good friend of mine, a straight ally, Finn Balor, who's an amazing wrestler, an amazing talent, and a good human being. But I was kind of upset because why not let me embrace the colours while I was still with the company? Why not let me show my pride and all that other good stuff? I cried like a baby. Honestly, I was just devastated that I wasn't even invited to the festivities at that WrestleMania. There right. is a part of it where I go, it would be a little bit like me coming out of WrestleMania with the whole of the sort of like a load of feminists from Harringay. Right. And I am wearing a T-shirt. Which says uh, Mark Haynes, uh, cool guy, cool guy, feminist. feminist, yeah. And then that is my merch that I get money off. <laughs> and there is something about co-opting. It is great to be an ally, but in something like this, there is that thing of going: Are you the right person to be mm. representing that? I would. It's a difficult one for me because I'm going to go I, yes because yes, he's there is. on a huge platform. Yeah, and he is pushing. That, and he doesn't have to. And he is a great ally. Yeah, and he doesn't have to. That's right. But I do sort of go. It would have been nice for I, I, you know. I, I, I. It's difficult again. Uh, you like to think of yourself as an ally yourself, but you uh, not big gay. I, I, I cannot imagine where my head would be about on that particular subject. I would suggest that it probably is quite important for him uh, to, 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 to do that. Um, if that was, if that was like, if a wrestler like a year before came out and said, okay, went in to an yeah. office and said, I want to do this thing. And they said, fuck that. <laughs> All right, fine. Then it is just nonsense. I, I should but say, I don't know whether he, that was discussed, whether he wanted to do that. Beforehand. I'm throwing up as a discussion point. Mm. I actually think it's, uh, you know, it is, absolutely the right thing to do mm. because it's it's absolutely he is a huge star mm. and do you know what he didn't have to bother did he no didn't have to bother he could have gone can I it's come out like... can I come out as a demon and can I come out of a swamp and they'd have gone yeah sure is it better than Pete Donaldson on the rare occasion he gets to play 11 aside 
he's wearing his rainbow laces. Is that <laughs> is it a bigger platform or is it not? It Market Road on a Saturday afternoon. So much better in though. King's Cross. It would have been so much better if Miz had come out last and he'd have just clotheslined loads of the LGBT <laughs> community <laughs> of New Orleans. I don't know whether that would have made him like more popular with the crowd or, or less. I don't know. Who yeah. bloody knows? Let's ask Kid Rock who turns up later on. <laughs> now I, I I really enjoyed this match. I think it's a it's mm. obviously, you know, the, the, it was fun. the talent is really good and Miz is surprisingly great in it. Um, I, I think it could be the best match that Miz has ever been in, to be honest. I, I, re- I really <laughs> enjoyed chance. it. It's a really good, fast, constant triple threat match. And mm. there are loads and loads of false finishes that really work. Um, the Intercontinental Championship is won by Seth Rollins. It, it makes him the the final member of the Shield to uh, do the Grand Slam, right. to win the Intercontinental World and uh, presumed tag team belts. Um, it, it's uh, The Intercontinental title has never seemed less important. Uh, really, at this point, it is just a forgotten belt. But this is a great WrestleMania opener. Mm. It's never going to be the best one of all time because that has to go to um, uh, Owen Hart and Bret Hart, which is an unassailable classic. Mm. But this is a really, really good match that absolutely nobody ever talks about. Yeah. You never hear this mentioned as being a really good match. And, and it is good. And, and you know, Bella's entrance is a, is a WrestleMania moment, as they say. It is, yeah. Not one that the notoriously right-wing company spend a lot of time talking <laughs> no, about. No. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think it's great because, you know, it is funny that uh, Finn Balor has a big gimmick of being the demon and he's decided, you know what, I, I'm going to park that. Because what I want to do <laughs> is I want to come out with uh, a load of representatives of a community that I support. And, you know, that's fucking brilliant. Well, imagine if you had the the demon's makeup, but instead of the black, you just had like the, the rainbow flag. Yeah. That would look so cool. Oh, that is a fucking blinder. <laughs> or if he came out with a big placard that said, gays are demons. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought this through. I started a church. Why isn't everybody cheering me anymore? <laughs> I, I, I should have thought about this less. Yes, I overthought it. There are a lot of stages that have got me to this point. And I feel like oh, yeah, at about, some point yeah. I've, I've gone off the main bit, but I hadn't noticed. And all I want to say is I'm really, really very sorry. Jesus Christ, everything's uh, been taken off the fucking network and you left that on. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a similar gimmick too uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper yes <laughs> the whole demon thing yeah get rid of that as well that's what I would say absolutely and without, without my tongue in my cheek yeah completely and I think anyone who looks shifty <laughs> let's, let's really get rid, let's apart. get rid of everyone who looks shifty right. uh, respect is due so that was a long and involved and slightly on our part worrying conversation about whether it's acceptable for straight people to show solidarity <laughs> with uh, groups we've come who are, uh, we've got to 80% yes represented. yes yeah, 80% okay. yes yeah. look I think the important thing is you know, if you agree with what we say, great. Keep it to yourself. If you disagree with what we say, we're just pissing about. Um, yeah. just, just it was ironic is, banter. Ironic banter. We were relaxing a studio guest. Uh, I'm trying to think what Richard Key said when he said those horrible things. Um, yes, yeah, so probably take by a woman. He probably said. Um, uh, so that is how you do one match on the main event of WrestleMania, and, like it. and then get cancelled. Yeah. So lots of love, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next time they on might. Wrestle Me. Wrestle Me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.